the gateway to God is always a covenant, a covenant based on a promise. Now, we can miss the gateway of God. We can be very religious. We can go to church every Saturday or Sunday. And we can still miss the gateway of God because we do not enter into the covenant that he has called us to enter into by the promise. We're going to talk about this today. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley, the pastor of the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. Let me begin today by reading for you a passage of Scripture out of Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter. I'll begin with verse 16. You yourselves know how we lived in Egypt and how we passed through the countries on the way here. You saw among them their detestable images and idols and wood and stone, silver and gold. Well, today we, for the most part, do not have idols of wood and stone, silver and gold. No, we have idols of technology. We have our cell phones. We have our credit cards. We have our televisions. We have the Internet. We have those things that by which we can comfort our hearts. When I walk through the city, when I go to the shops, it seems that everyone is looking down as they walk, bowing at their technology. He continues in verse 18. Make sure that there is no man or woman, clan or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of those nations. Make sure there is no root among you that produces such bitter poison. But when such a person hears the words of this oath, this covenant, he invokes a blessing on himself and therefore thinks, I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way. This will bring disaster on the watered land as well as on the dry. The Lord will never be willing to forgive him. His wrath and zeal will burn against that man. All the curses written in this book will fall upon him, and the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven. The Lord will single him out from all the tribes of Israel for disaster, according to all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law. We see that that is exactly what happened to Israel. We see that Israel was cast out of the promised land and carried off to Babylon where they served for 70 years as slaves. We see that during the time of Jesus, because the children of Israel, the Jews, 
refused their Messiah? Seventy years later, there came the Romans who burned Jerusalem. The burning and destruction of Jerusalem was directly related to the rejection by the Jews of Jesus Christ. Jesus prophesied that this was going to occur because of their rebellion. And then for the next 500 years, Jewish people were not even allowed in Jerusalem. It was not until the 1940s, 1946, that the Jews were returned to their homeland. And the final events of Earth's history are now beginning to unfold, and they involve Israel and the nations around them. And the nations around Israel are forming, after the false prophet Muhammad, a caliphate. For over a thousand years, the Muslims have been at war with the rest of the world. In fact, the United States Navy was originally built to fight the Muslim pilgrim, the, the Muslim pirates out of Morocco and the Crescent. We are seeing a rising, a mighty power, a religious but political power. In just the last days, over 2,000 people have been executed around the world by this religion of peace. There is nothing peaceful about Muhammad. He slaughtered countless numbers of prisoners who were bound, taking a 20% cut of the women who remained, who were their wives, and forcing them into sex slavery. Now, I know it is not politically correct to say these things. Look it up for yourself. Examine what is happening in Europe. And we see a great conquest that is going on now in Western Europe, in Germany, in England, in Sweden, across the West, and now we're also seeing it in America. We have a president who is favorable to Muslims and against Christians. Now, this cuts across all the modern thought of being tolerant. The world in the West is going to wake up and not be tolerant of their wives being raped, of their children being abducted and sold into slavery, 
there will come a rising up and there will be a mighty war against this caliphate But let's come back to the issue of today. I am most concerned not about the Islamic Caliphate. I am most concerned about whether you as a person are ready to deal with the reality of destruction that is coming upon America. It is coming like a freight train. It is not going to be stopped. And it is coming because America has had the protecting hand of God lifted from it because of the wickedness of our nation and its peoples. Now, when we look in the book of Hebrews... There is a great concern that the writer has. I share that concern. Chapter 4. He's talking about the children of Israel who were not able to enter the rest of God because of their self-willed disobedience, thinking they could go their own way and the God of heaven would not mind. Remember, the gateway to God is always a covenant based on a promise. It is a covenant, meaning it cannot be renegotiated. A contract can be renegotiated. A covenant cannot be. When we come and confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we enter into what is called in the Scriptures a new covenant. Not a covenant of law. A covenant, however, of denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Jesus. And chapter 4 begins with this word. Consequently, May we fear lest a promise being left open to enter into his rest, anyone from among you might think to have missed it. In other words, <clears throat> there is a promise of God. There is a covenant of God. It is called the new covenant. You do not enter that covenant by simply being religious. You enter that covenant by denying yourself, taking up your cross, and being crucified, or as Jesus said, being born again, being born from above, being created into a new creature. And many of you have entered into the religion of the Christian faith, but you have never been metamorphosed. You have never been transformed. You've never been changed into a new creature. You are still the same old, same old, lustful, angry, selfish, bitter person. Oh, you've improved a little bit. The flesh can always improve itself a little bit. But the supernatural work of God has not yet been accomplished in your heart. I am very concerned 
lest you not enter into the covenant in an appropriate way that is the gateway to God that will bring you into the narrow path Bunyan speaks about where one makes progress toward the kingdom of heaven, toward the celestial city. Many of you agreed that you would become Christian and then you continued all of your old ways and you were told the Gnostic lie that you are welcome to be a sinning Christian and that once you're in the family, you're always in the family. And these lying preachers that teach this will be responsible before God for countless numbers of people saying they are Christian, but they are in reality pagans. And most Christian churches today are filled with wonderful, wonderful people, but they're pagan people spray-painted with Jesus, a cotton candy Jesus, an entertainment Jesus, a good luck Jesus, a prosperity Jesus, not the Jesus of the cross, not the Jesus of the resurrection, not the Jesus who walks righteous and holy and calls us to likewise walk holy before him. Now, I shared yesterday in way of review that Jesus suffered. And I'm going to say it to you again and again. Jesus is always first a wall and then a door. If a man chooses to follow after Jesus, he will not enter the door immediately. He first will face a wall where he must make a decision, am I willing to be broken and transformed, or do I want to take with me all of my garbage and walk with Jesus? You cannot take your garbage and walk in fellowship with Jesus Christ. You cannot go your own way and claim that you are a follower of Jesus. And so the scriptures say in chapter 2, verse 18, for he, for in that he has suffered himself having been tested, he is able to help the ones being tested. It's at the wall where we are tested. Now, let me explain this just a little more. Some of you may have a disease, a medical problem. Are you content to simply live with that physical condition? Or will you come to Jesus and face that wall and pray through and wait for Jesus to come and heal you? By his stripes... We are healed. We are restored. Are you willing to bring the disease that is plaguing you, the sickness that is plaguing you, are you willing to bring that to the cross of Jesus Christ and pray through until he answers you regarding this? Now, the Apostle Paul prayed through. 
And the Lord said to him, No, I'm not going to remove the thorn from your flesh. My grace is sufficient for you. And so Paul had his answer. It was going to be this thorn in the flesh that would keep him humble before Almighty God so that he would not become proud and lifted up before him. Sometimes that is God's answer. But there are other times when the Lord God of heaven will speak forth and say, Yes, I will heal you. Do this and this and this. Or, I will touch you now and heal you. I have seen many cases where the Holy Spirit has simply come down on a person right at that moment, touched and healed them. I have, on the other hand, seen those occasions where the Lord has said, No, I'm going to take you now to heaven. And that person has died. We belong to the Lord. Now, some of you are struggling with very specific areas of sin in your life. Jesus was tested, and in the testing, he suffered. In Corinthians, we are told that we are not our own. We were bought at a price. We're also told that we will not be tempted beyond our ability to withstand the temptation to sin. There is in Scripture absolutely no allowance for rebellion against the Lord Jesus Christ. Charles Spurgeon, that great preacher of the past would hold up the Bible and he would say, if you will read this Bible, it will keep you from sin. And then he would say, but sin will keep you from this Bible. Television, professional sports, the entertainment of this world, even the History Channel will keep you from reading the Word of God. The modern entertainment, out of its wickedness, out of its mind-numbing power, out of its power to homogenize your heart, will cause you to not be able to read the Word of God. If you do not read the word of God, you will not be able to withstand the power of the enemy. If you do not focus your thoughts on Jesus Christ and not on the ambitions of your life, if you are unwilling to completely give over every area to the Lord Jesus you will not be able to withstand the temptations of Satan. I came into the prayer closet this morning with tears, crying out to the Lord. I said to him, Lord, I am coming to you today so heartbroken. 
I am heartbroken over the spiritual condition of our nation. I am heartbroken over the loss of lives as men and women are swept into hell. I am heartbroken about relationships in my life that are not what the Lord has desired them to be. I am heartbroken over you as a listening audience that you have had the word of God taught and proclaimed and yet you continue to walk in the casualness of this world. I am grateful for those of you who have turned aside from darkness, who are seeking the Lord, but most are not boldly doing that. Most listen to this broadcast like they would listen to beautiful music. It's entertainment for you. It's it's a hobby. You want to listen every day while you're at work. It comforts you as you do your work. That breaks my heart. For I have not come here to sing pretty songs to you. I've come here to warn you to flee from the wrath that is to come. From the destruction that's coming on America. I'm heartbroken over the lack of holiness in the church. I'm heartbroken over the deadness of God's people as they have been seduced by the powers of darkness. I met last night with some Christian men to have dinner together. They did not want to talk about Jesus. They wanted to talk about the Pistons. Or they wanted to talk about some other worldly thing. That's the norm in our culture, in the church. And I say, Lord, how... How can this be? How is this possible that even your people do not understand the powers of darkness have swept them by searing their minds with worldliness? I'm heartbroken by the trials and tribulations that God's people in many places, even at the National Prayer Chapel, are going through. I'm heartbroken over the, the lack of finances for God's people. I'm heartbroken over the homeless and the hungry. I feel like the weeping prophet of the Old Testament. I see the pain and the anguish and the destruction that's coming upon America. What do I do with all of this heartbrokenness? I'll tell you what I did with it. I took each one in my hands. And I held it up to Jesus and I gave it to him. And I asked that Jesus will be accomplished. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's that's what I prayed. I said, O Lord, I cannot bear the heartbrokenness 
that is resting on me, it will crush me to nothing. I give you the burdens of my heart. I will speak your word faithfully today to your people. But if you don't come by your Holy Spirit, there will be no fruit. Almighty God, I just come right now. I bring your people before you. Lord, some are sick and desperately need you to come and touch them with healing, to give them the courage to stand by faith that you will heal their bodies, their minds, their souls. Lord, I bring to you those today who are financially destroyed. And I plead, Lord Jesus, that you would open the gates of heaven and pour out a blessing to these brothers and sisters who have been faithful in their tithes and offerings. I ask that that window of heaven would be opened for them. I pray for those who have retired and every month struggle to just have enough to eat. Lord, I plead your mercy upon your people. And I ask, Lord, that you would make it plain to us how to enter through this gateway of God, this gateway of promise, of covenant. Lord, would you make it plain to each? Lord, I just, I don't know what to do except to bring these precious listeners before you now. Lord, they are not listening to have their ears tickled. They are not listening because they want some pleasing word. Lord, they have come to listen to the straight word, to be convicted, to be shown where they are walking in any known rebellion and sin, to be touched and to be healed by your Holy Spirit, to be filled with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, there is such longing in their hearts. I feel it in my spirit even as I am praying. Lord, there is such longing in the hearts of your people for a deeper walk with you, for an understanding of what it means to enter fully into that covenant gateway. Lord, some are hopeless today. Some have given up and have settled into a dull monotone, and they think their life is basically always going to be this slow, dead place. Lord, I ask that you would come in your power, come in your grace, minister now to your people, send forth your Holy Spirit, Lord, to convict, to bring to repentance, to change the perspective, to destroy the, dis the depression and the discouragement, to destroy the hopelessness, to bring renewed confidence in your blood, Jesus, and in your power to fully deliver from all sickness and all brokenness. Lord, we need you, Jesus. 
Jesus, I need you. I need you for Pilgrim's Progress. Lord, I just give you this broadcast. I place it in your hands. Lord, you alone can carry it. Lord, have your way today. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. And we will praise you and worship you and shout your praises in the assembly of the godly. Lord, thank you. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Now I'm going to continue teaching, but just very quickly, our phone number is 877-534-0780. If you have a, a prayer request or you have a testimony or you need help, call right now. Be bold. 877-534-0780. This is your time. I'm here for you. Jesus is here for you. The Holy Spirit is here for you. Some of you are so caught in your sin, so caught in your unconsciousness, so caught in your lack of understanding. I plead God's mercy for you. Now I'd like to invite you as we wait for a call. Come to the National Prayer Chapel. Drive whatever distance you have to. Pay whatever price you have to to meet with God's people where there is a, a total absence of the worldliness and entertainment and foolishness, where we are single-mindedly, single-heart for Jesus Christ. If that's your cry, if you need Jesus, he'll meet you at the National Prayer Chapel. If you're tired of foolishness and entertainment, you're tired of shallowness, and you want Jesus, then come. We're located at the All Saints Anglican Church. We rent from them. The All Saints Anglican Church, and that church is located right beside the Hilton Memorial Chapel. The address is 148 Five one, Gideon Drive, Woodbridge, Virginia, two two, one nine two. Now I also invite you to participate with me in this broadcast with tithes and offerings. And I thank each of you who is being faithful and reaching out. That's how we can stay on the air. God intends that his ministry be supported by the free will offerings and the tithe of God's people. Each month, that has happened. 
write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. If it's been a while... two calls. One is Alex and one is Jenny. If it's been a while since you have stepped forward, please, let's hear from you. Okay. Alex, welcome. What would you like to share? Yes. What would you like to share, Alex? Yeah. Hi, uh, Pastor Ray. How are you? Good. Good. It's good hearing your voice. Um, uh, we need prayer for America desperately, a spiritual awakening. And um, my, uh, I just want to pray for uh, America. And I can use some prayer myself for some he- health issues, just um, um, breathing issues. Please pray. But, um, I, I, um, do you want me to start off praying? Yes, yes please. Yes, go ahead and pray. Okay. Father God, I just uh, give you thanks and praise, Lord, for uh, Pastor Ray in the National Prayer Chapel. I ask that you bless this ministry, Lord, that it may be a voice throughout the land, not only the land, but throughout this entire uh, world, Lord, and that you would uh, raise up this ministry, O oh God, from where it's at now to a higher place, O oh God, in you. And I pray, O oh God, that you would just touch this land, Lord. And we do uh, pray that you would just awakening, uh, awake America, Lord, because so much of the church is not what it's supposed to be, O oh God. And I cry out for a spirit of repentance, a, a spirit of conviction upon the land, upon your people, Lord. Um, uh, judgment unto repentance, O oh God. Yes. And um, I thank and praise you, Lord, for this uh, uh, ministry again, Lord. And uh, I, I pray a special blessing upon Pastor Ray and the uh, faithful members there, O oh God. I just give you thanks and praise in Jesus' holy name. Lord, I pray right now in agreement with Alex, and I ask Jesus for the healing in his body. Lord, there is a sickness in Alex's body that if you don't come and touch him, his life will be cut short. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking now that you would give him a clear mind and a clean heart in every respect, and that you would cause him to lay on his face before you and believe and ask for physical healing in his breath, in every area of physical sickness that he's struggling with, Jesus. Would you come and would you touch him and restore him according to your promise and your word? And Lord, we will praise you. Lord, thank you. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Alex, God bless you, brother. Good to hear from you. Yes. Do you still gather for prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Come and we'll anoint you with oil and we'll pray for you. Okay. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. Jenny. How can I talk with you and pray with you? Huh? Hello. Go ahead. You're on. Huh? Yes. Can you hear me, Jenny? Hello. Can you hear me, Jenny? Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I heard you. Okay. I do. What would you like to share? Hello, Jenny, you're on the air. What would you like to share? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just heard this 
shared um I want to give thanks for someone that really have a desire like Pastor Greeny never met him. But very much so I met him by the way he preached. Holiness. That's what I used to and I listened to him. I'm too I live in Rockville and I don't drive, so it's hard for me to get there. I would visit sometimes. However, I have a church and I'm a Christian, I save myself. Right now I'm going through a little difficulty. It's not finance. I can deal with finance, you know, we all have go through hardship. But that's not why why I call. I call if he would pray for me. This is a family um crisis I'm going through. My grandson is homeless and me, his mother I just lost a daughter, which is his mother. And I need some prayer physically, spiritually, and the rest I leave to the Lord. So that's why I call for. Let's pray, Jenny. Lord, I lift Jenny before your throne as a sister who walks before you in holiness. And I ask now that you would come by covenant promise and touch her body with healing. And I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen her in the journey toward that place of heaven. And, Lord, she has family members that she is most concerned about. And, Lord, I know that if you don't come and touch these family members, there will be no rescuing of them. Lord, we acknowledge that all power and majesty resides in your hand. Lord, we choose to trust you in the face of absolute impossibility. We say our God reigns and we will serve him and we will trust in him. And we have no ability in ourselves, but Lord, all power is in your heart and in your hands. Will you speak the word of healing now over Jenny's body? And would you speak the word of deliverance in her family? And would you strengthen her in the testimony of her word as she speaks forth your wonderful gospel of peace? Lord, thank you. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Keep up the good work. Thank you, You're Jenny. You're awesome in the Lord. That's why I call. It's all Jesus. You're very unique. Holiness. Yes. That's what I love. God bless. Thank you. All right, dear God. Thank you. Our number is 877-534- 0780. If you'd like to call, you're welcome. I haven't really opened the phone lines with time for some, some past weeks, but now let's open. And if you'd like to call, you're welcome to right now, 877-534-0780. Mr. Producer, do we have any other calls? No, sir. Okay. The phone line's open. You're welcome to call right now. You know, I... I come day by day to this broadcast. 
because I want to make certain that you do not miss the gospel that was preached by the apostles and by Jesus. I don't want you to miss the gospel that was preached for your salvation. I don't want you to miss the gateway of righteousness and holiness, for without holiness no man will see the Lord. I want your heart to be totally focused on Jesus. I want you to hunger and thirst after him and him alone. Now let me read this for you. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. I'm going to begin with verse 1. Consequently, may we fear lest a promise being left open to enter into his rest, anyone among you might miss it. For indeed, we are having the gospel preached to us even as they, but the word of hearing did not benefit them not having been united with faith in them after hearing now we the ones having believed enter into the rest just as he said well what is this rest this rest is stopping all of the worrying stopping all of the human effort to create reality for myself it is turning aside from the comforts of the world, and it is seeking Jesus with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my mind. It is loving Jesus Christ. Jesus swore an oath that these people, the children of Israel, because of their sin, would never enter into his rest. And so the children of Israel were left dying in the wilderness for 40 years before a new generation arose that was willing to obey the word of God and trust him to bring them into the promised land. He says, today, if you hear his voice, may you not harden your hearts or may, may you not harden your thoughts now let me share something with you that is so powerful having then verse 14 a great high priest having passed through the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our confession what is our confession that we trust in Jesus that we turn away from all sin that we're not going to try to accomplish in our flesh what only Jesus can do in his power. Pastor, you have Earlette on the line who wants to pray. Do you want to take that? Uh, how much time do we have? Yes, we have time. Let's let Earlette pray. Yes, welcome, Earlette. Welcome, Earlette. How would you like to pray? Hi, Pastor Ray. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. God bless you. I'm listening man. Um, just a couple things, if you, if I can mention. When you're 
asking and, you know, pointing out those that are trying to um, learn more, you know, um, study more. You know, my spiritual mother who's in heaven, she gave me, you know, the Good News Bible. No, not the Good News, the Living Bible. And here I was memorizing scriptures on walks and, you know, trying to get more regular attendance at church and, you know, really draw, but I wouldn't read the word and stick with it. So then after that, I realized that was a paraphrase. So um, then she gave me um, the New American Standard Bible, and that's my Bible. Good. That's what I've learned by. And then my prayer is, I mean, not that I haven't learned by other ones, but I'm just saying, you know, that's easy to understand, and it's um, a very good version, I think. And then my prayer, when I study or read, is, Father, help the Holy Spirit to have, have help me to have good understanding and that it could translate into practical use in my everyday life. Very simple prayer, and the Lord does it, and the, and the Word's more exciting that way. You know what I mean? It comes alive. I would not ever open the Word without first praying for understanding. You're right. Are you there? Yes, Earlette, go ahead and pray. Okay, well, I want to um, just pray for humility, Pastor Ray, if that's okay. Please pray. The country needs more humility Earlette, we're short so on that we can draw Earlette. closer in our small groups. Earlette, we're short yeah. on time, so let's give it to prayer. Okay. Go ahead and pray. Okay. I'll just go ahead and say one scripture if it's okay. But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James 4, 6. Yes. Father God, we're just asking, pleading, Father, that believers will press in in their in their prayer groups at church in their home groups with their prayer partners father that they would just really travail all of this tragedy that's happening uh, all this unrest and 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 terror terror yes father just pressing in asking more for more mercy more grace more understanding help us to press in and pray the way you would have us and um, just incorporate the word when we pray and pray just with an urgency and the neediness that Pastor Ray mentions as he teaches the urgency for this country, for the hearts, for the souls, Father. And we know not what to pray for as we ought, Um, but you can teach us. You can teach us. The prayer of the righteous man availeth much in James, it tells us. So help us to be on our knees in our closets and join together in circles, believing, believing that you will not leave us or forsake us in Yeshua's name. Lord, I come in agreement with my sister and I ask for a great urgency to pray. Lord, I know that every good gift comes down from the Father of lights above. Yes. I ask, Lord, that we would pray, for it is in the prayer closet that the victory is won, and the deliverance from your hand is granted. Lord, I pray in agreement that your people will cry out to you. Lord Jesus, thank you. I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Yes, you do. Earlette, good to hear from you. God bless you, sister. 
God bless you. Thank you for for being there and teaching. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Mr. Producer, do we have any other calls? Uh, no, sir. Five minutes. Okay, we have just a couple minutes left in this broadcast today. I'm going to very quickly share a truth that will encourage your heart. We find in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 15, Now we do not have a high priest, not being able to sympathize with our infirmities, but have been tested in all things according to the likeness of our nature, apart from sin. May we come near then to the throne of grace with confidence. You notice it's not confidence in ourselves. It's confidence in Jesus that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That word help in the Greek is frapping. When a ship was frapped, it meant that a rope or a chains were tied around it so that as it went out into the deep sea, it would not break apart in the heavy water. This scripture is saying, come in the prayer closet to Jesus and find grace that is the divine influence of God in your life to put a rope around your life to hold you together in the most difficult of circumstances. We are able to walk in victory because of the help God grants to us by His grace. And it is always a well-timed help. So today, if you are suffering, if you are struggling, cry out to God. If you are casual and laid back and there seems to be no help to cause your soul to become sincere and earnest toward God, pray and confess your casualness before God and ask that he would come by his divine influence and uncover the depths of your heart and do whatever is necessary to hold you together in Jesus that you could be saved. Now, my brother, my sister, the help is in the prayer closet. The help is entering into that gateway of God by the promises into the new covenant. It is not by works, lest any man should boast. It is a supernatural work that God does in us and for us. Now we need to pray. Lord, I am crying out for my brothers and sisters. I am asking that in your great mercy and in your great kindness, you would hold your people secure, even as they're walking in casualness and sin before you. I'm asking that you would not cast us aside Two minutes. I'm asking instead that you would come in the midst of our deadness and revive us once again. That you would come and light a fire of grace under our hearts. 
that you would cause us to see the great deception of our day, that we can continue to walk casually before you in our sin. Lord, I ask that you would come and expose the depths of our heart and that you would bring us into this new covenant in all of its fullness. Lord, I'm asking for your people a new work of grace to awaken and to excite and to enliven that your people will seek after you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley, pastor of the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. There you'll find many, many podcasts and videos to help you in this journey. I love you, my brother and my sister. I hope you're encouraged today to seek after Jesus and turn aside from darkness. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Jesus Christ alone.